Hello and welcome to the Jazz Matters podcast. We've reached a bit of a milestone with this episode. It's episode 10 of our podcast, so I'd like to take a moment to say thank you to everyone who has given up their time to get involved in our project and to all of you who listen to what we create and help us share it far and wide. I hope that you're enjoying the episodes. We look forward to bringing you more exciting and interesting stories in the future. As always, previous episodes can still be found via our website, jazzmatters.net, where you can also get in touch with us. We'd love to hear what you think. In this episode, we learn a little bit more about the wonderful Georgia Mancio and her new album with Kate Williams and her 4 Plus 3 project, Finding Home. I met up with Georgia at the Raw Festival Hall in London, where we chatted all things jazz for well over two hours. I'll be bringing you the best bits of that conversation right after a track from that new album. This is the title track, Finding Home. step that quickens on its journey's end I find a winter that warms me and a hand that holds on tight I find the peace in chatter and the muffled sigh of strangers. I find the dog that barked is the one that walks beside me. The eyes that failed now unravel all the clues. I find a road that bends, a silence that speaks, a hill that flattens, and a strength that is weak. I find an answer, and no longer fear the questions. I find an emptiness that completes and a fire that does not burn. I know the crows are circling, but they do not pull me down. I find a sense in all this chaos and the courage that I lack. I find a way forward and now I know 
my way back. Finding Home sees Georgia collaborate with the brilliant Kate Williams and her 4 plus 3 project, which brings together a string quartet with a traditional jazz piano trio. Collaborations are nothing new for Georgia. In fact, they're something she appears to thrive on. But her journey into performance and jazz in general was not your typical one. It was through the kindness and support of other musicians that this former Ronnie Scott's waitress came to be performing on the stage in her own right. The granddaughter of professional classical musicians and a childhood classical flautist herself, Georgia was almost put off the idea of music as a career and instead started studying filmmaking. I decided to uh, study filmmaking because I was a real geek film buff when I was when I was young. Um, and while I was studying, I started waitressing at Ronnie Scott's Jazz Club um, <clears throat> because I loved the music and um, I needed something that was a totally different world from you know filmmaking and um, just something I thought it would be easy to do earn some money to pay for the studies and I didn't give it any more thought than that I literally walked in (laughs) I remember a very rainy day and you know said do you need any staff and then what happened is I saw that part of the industry that I think I never really had understood as a child from say my grandparents experience even though they weren't jazz musicians But I saw that day-to-day grind, as well as obviously the amazing performances and the stage uh, craft. But I think seeing what's going on behind the stage craft is is really invaluable because you 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 get the the grit as well as the sort of the the glamour of it or the the glitziness of it. Um, And I think. Again, I didn't really understand it all then, but having processed it years on, it's it's been really important to to have a sort of a, a holistic view. Um, and really and truly, I just got very lucky that I met a couple of musicians working there who just demystified the idea of just get some gigs. You know, you've learned some songs, just do it, actually. You know, which I think in another age like now, I don't think that happens now because there's so much um, emphasis on college education. And um, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I think it's just that that's the route people go. And if you, for whatever reason, haven't come from that sort of way of thinking, I think it would probably be quite hard now to just get some gigs or to sustain that Um, and for me it just it meant that very early on my experience is always very tied to to musicians and to to surrounding myself with musicians who were really like teachers you know who were better than me by a country mile and you were learning by osmosis whether you you know even knew what you were learning and then had to sort of work out which gaps huge gaps to to fill in As discussed previously, collaborations are nothing new for Georgia. She has been working with other jazz artists on various projects right from the very beginning, 
In fact, the wonderful Leanne Carroll was one of the first people to reach out to Georgia and give her an amazing opportunity. But what did Georgia take from these early collaborative opportunities and has this shaped the way she prefers to work on projects now and in the future? I think um, the, the, the thing that, that comes out is, is that, that stays with me is the generosity of other musicians and how, maybe not for everyone, but, but for me, that the experience you have with other musicians can really colour your uh, narrative and colour your, you know, your, um, your self-confidence. And so say someone like Leanne Carroll, she asked me to, up to sing at Ronnie's. This is the first time I ever sang at Ronnie's. I was still working there as a waitress and she had heard, I think it was a cassette. Now I do show my age. Uh, I think, yes, there's a cassette in a, in a local Indian restaurant. It must have been a gig that she also did. And she had heard it and put two and two together that, oh, that's Georgia from Ronnie's. And I mean, honestly, I can't imagine it was any good. <laughs> and um, But she just, I think she just, it's for her, music is so much about connection and so much about the soul and you can hear that obviously in spades for the way she sings and the way she performs and and the, the way she sort of really puts her heart on you know on the stage on the line everything she gives it's a it's a very generous um performer to me that does that because you might do that at your own emotional cost you don't you know you don't always know and so she asked me up to sing with her at Ronnie's uh, you know I took the night off I didn't quite go in my pinny and <laughs> clogs but um you know I knew enough even in my inexperience that this was an incredibly generous and probably very risky thing for her to do because you know I could have crumbled completely I, I, I it's always stayed with me that she's done that and, and to to be honest, I know I'm not the only person she's done that for, and and Ian Shaw, likewise. You know, he's he. Ha they have this idea that, you know, helping somebody else helps everybody, and and that's actually quite rare. I think there are a lot of musicians who are very generous, but whether you, you know you would say would you actually you know give a, a platform to somebody else who's doing your you know it has your same instrument and and make sure that you're, you're sort of thinking about the future is is quite a rare thing in 2017 georgia had been working with legendary jazz pianist alan broadbent and they recorded and released an album songbook i asked georgia how such an amazing opportunity came about and as i'd come to expect the modest answer was a simple take on right place right time that that came about in a in a sort of slightly unusual fashion of course um one one musician that i should say uh, has been a tremendous support to me is um the bass player andrew kleinder and he i met him when i was working at ronnie's he i think played on one of the first demos i did and you know recorded it for me and has sort of subsequently become kind of my go-to producer and he produced the album with Alan Broadbent songbook he's produced my new album um and he actually by a funny twist um was the one who I don't know why we must have had a conversation about Alan Broadbent from those records with Irene Krall and, and 
at a certain point, he said, do you not realise he's just been and played, I think it was at the Watermill Jazz Club, and I somehow missed it. And he said, well, funnily enough, I've got his email address, you know, why, why don't you just, you know, drop him a line and maybe next time if he's coming back, you never know, he might, you know, do a gig with you. And if I had had the idea for myself, I may well have just thought that's so cheesy and don't, you know, don't do that. But because it's somebody I really trust and it was sort of a suggested well, it sounded quite sensible at the time, <laughs> so I did. And um, Alan's got a great sense of humour and a similar sense of humour to mine. So he didn't kind of go for, you know, I was trying to be uh, minimise the gushing, but obviously I was, you know, basically writing him a fan letter. And, um, you know, he, he sort of just went for the sort of the funnier side of things and, and, and said, you know, well, of course I'm not going to, be offended that someone's offering me work and we just talked about maybe trying to make something happen at some point in the future which actually I think was the following year and was so much sooner than I had expected um, and we just did a couple of duo gigs without any any planning at all we met before the first one like in the sound check that was the first time we'd met <laughs> and then we just sort of built on that the next year and did a couple more gigs and then very, very organically started writing together. And that's obviously now become such a, an important part of the, of the collaboration. When, you know, Alan was sending, you know, song after amazing song, it, it just felt so natural. And it's, it's just been a, a joy. And I, I actually sometimes forget <laughs> that, you know, wow, this has happened, you know, you know, not only working with someone that, you, you know, you really admire, but, but I think that would have been special. But this is on another level because we've created something together. Following on from the stunning album Songbook, Georgia moved on to yet another fabulous collaboration, this time with pianist and composer Kate Williams and her 4 Plus 3 project. Having just finished such a huge collaborative project with Songbook, how did working with Kate come about and what was it about this project that really interested Georgia? Well, Kate and I have known each other for about 20 years. But I don't think either of us remember why or how, you know, our first gigs. It's just we had done gigs over the years, on and off. I think the only thing that sort of sent it in, started to send it in a different direction was in 2010, uh, or maybe 20, 2009, Kate released an album of, I think, nearly all her original music. And there was one song on it in particular called Silhouette. And I just, it just immediately struck me. I had this, just this mysterious quality about it. And and and, um, and I asked her if I could write a lyric to it, and she said yes. And and then ended up playing, um, ended up being the title track to my album. And she, so she played on it as well. And then we ended up doing um, a sort of bookended version of the the tune, um, one one with the quintet with Gareth Lockrain and one. Um, with all um, acapella voices built up, me and Ian Shaw, and so we layered them up. And um, we didn't write anything after that point, but I'd always really admired um, Kate's unbelievable ability to keep moving forward with really great projects, all with like 
so many fantastic musicians and so much integrity in everything she did, you know, whether it was small groups to, to much larger ensembles. And she asked me actually to, to be involved um, in as part of her uh, sort of ongoing project 4 plus 3 which is piano tree and string quartet and she had always had this idea of enlarging the group with a special guest here and there so she had um, Gareth Lockcrane and Mike Outram and um, and then a project with her dad John Williams the guitarist and um, she just said I would like to do some actual songs and would you be interested in writing together and it's been about two years just over two years I think since we started working on the material and I remember right at the beginning saying why don't we both try and go slightly out of our comfort zones um, and and kind of just in a direction that perhaps we weren't expecting or assuming we would go and maybe I was feeling that from from having uh, well, having released songbook and and feeling more confident actually as a, as a writer myself that you know I thought I know what songbook is and if I'm going to do another collaborative writing project it's got to have a different slant to it and you know she's been very open about that and I think we've learnt a lot about each other's work and you know the, the way we approach writing and music the result of george's collaboration with kate is the truly beautiful album finding home the album fully explores the possibilities that this title offers with so many different things that home can mean to each person and the differing journeys that each person makes to find the thing that they call home. No track sums this up more than the beautiful We Walk. Originally a Williams composition called Slow Dawn, Georgia's stunning lyrics turn this into a story of a refugee crisis and more specifically the story of one of her own personal friends who is a refugee himself and made a perilous journey from Afghanistan to Europe at the age of 14. That sort of triggered uh, this idea that part of the album should reflect, you know, a more difficult, challenging notion of what finding home is. Um, and I asked Kate if we could directly write about the refugee crisis because I'd been doing a lot of volunteering, firstly in the, the Calais jungle and then sort of with independent charities in these last three years. And she was very open to that. And I don't think all musicians would have been because I think they'd be afraid of, you know, maybe presenting music of a topic that's so difficult and so emotional. And she embraced it and it actually was very freeing, I think, for both of us because there's one tune called The Last Boy on Earth where we, you know, we, we've kind of, I think that was where we were really saying let's, let's push our expectations and, and what people probably expect to hear from us, you know, what kind of musicians they've already decided we are and, and you know, and can we compound that a little bit and push it a little bit. Finding Home touches on a number of themes all around the concept of what finding home may mean. The shade is equally matched by light and it makes for a wonderful album. You can get your copy when it's finally released to the public 
on the 1st of June. Georgia, Kate and the Full 4 Plus 3 project are now already touring the album. Having started in March, there are dates left up until the 13th of July, including three special dates with Kate's guitarist father, John Williams, as a special guest. But Georgia's clearly not a person that likes to stand still. So when this project comes to an end in July, what is it that waits around the corner? After Finding Home Tour, which ends in sort of the middle of July, um, I'm going to be working on the third edition of uh, the festival I started uh, called Hang, which really followed on from the work I was doing with Revoice Festival. And it's, it's you know, we're talking about collaborations. <laughs> it's, a, it's all about collaborations. It's a series of collaborations. And um, I haven't quite announced the lineup yet <laughs> so I, I won't because it will jinx it but um <laughs> but it, it it's uh it's the third year and I, I decided this year would be a nice chance to focus on the writing projects I've done so you can fill in the gaps there <laughs> without me saying too much but um because writing has become actually a really important part of, of what I now do and uh, you know, it's it's evolved very gradually that way, and then in the last say two or three years, it feels like it's just rocketed for me. So it's something I want to to really spend a lot more time focusing on. So that will be three days in October at the Pizza Express um, in Dean Street, and after that, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, next year will be my 20th anniversary of leaving Ronnie Scott's and becoming professional in inverted commas but um, so I think it feels like a good time for a bit of reflection of what what will the next 20 years bring because a lot of these 20 years have been right onto the next thing you know and they've everything feels like it's happened very very organically you know big thing was Revoice Festival and then working with Alan and you know now finding home and there's another writing project that I've been brewing for about four years with Tom Corley which I'm very excited about it's again very very different so I think there'll be a sense of needing to to pull it together and 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 think about what 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 comes next
rush down See what magic there lies ahead We walked We walked We walked And on we walked 
our final track of the episode that was we walk from the album finding home that's all we have time for my thanks go to georgia for her time in recording this episode and i wish them all the very best for the remaining dates of the tour full details of this can be found in the podcast show notes or at georgiamencio.com the album is out on the 1st of june so make sure you grab your copy If you're listening to our podcast through iTunes or Spotify, make sure you subscribe to be notified as soon as our new episodes are released. Or you can hit the contact tab at jazzmatters.net and sign up to our mailing list. As well as an exciting lineup of guests over the coming months, we're still working hard to build the South End Jazz Festival into a truly memorable celebration of jazz. So if you're anywhere near the Essex seaside or you fancy an October trip there, head over to southendjazzfestival.com or find the festival across social media. We'll be back with another great guest in two weeks' time. But until then, thanks for listening.